Humble Young Man Rap, Episode 10, Season 2, Part 2 of the Q&A of Fades International. Fades International, Fades International, Fades International, this all Barbara Money, yo, this Fades International, Fades International, Fades International, with Mike Crizzle, Kev Tim. Fades, faith and determination equals success. Fellas, introduce yourself, let them hear who you are. Big Tim. Big Kev. All right, Tiny Tim. Huh? <laughs> Crystal 360 and Mike Nice in the background. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're going to get him on this episode. Whoever wants to go first, go for it. What's your barbershop journey? When did you say to yourself, I can make real money off of this? I started in 82. First time I was cutting the shop is 83. I was still in high school, sophomore year, and I walked past the barbershop. And after I get in the haircut, the, the barber used to smoke cigarettes while he's cutting. But he used to chop people's heads up. A couple of friends of mine, after school, used to go get haircuts. And then one day I said, yeah, I could do that. And he like, all right, whatever. I had my, um, some store-bought get hot in your hand clippers, <laughs> shaped them up. He like, yo, I'm never going back to him. And I said, yeah, but you paid him. You got to pay me. And as I got better, living in Brooklyn, you know, you got people in the building, low income. They could barely afford to send their kids to the barbershop. So I got a chance to practice. And then in 83, I was on Rockaway Boulevard. I seen a sign in the windows that Barber wanted. And it was an older cat. He became my mentor named Carl Ramsey. And he gave me an opportunity. A couple years later, maybe three years later, I had my son in 86 on the guy around there with a kid. What a loser. What a way to start off. Yeah, what a way to start off. <laughs> Fuck my life all the way up. Yeah, after that, the owner, he had a partner, he passed away, but his daughter used to come to the barbershop and his mm. daughter had a friend. Her friend was dating Kev. She was like, um, oh, my boyfriend cut here too. I said, yeah, all right, everybody say that shit. Then he said, oh, he'll be home in a couple of weeks. So I say, hey, when we come home, tell him to stop by. I was in jail. He was on vacation. He was in prison. Oh, you said it bougie. Prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything got to I ashamed of that. I was in prison. That's the story. So when he came home from prison, he came to the shop. It was crazy is in that time, it wasn't no young barbers. All the barbers were like in their 40s, 50s. Yeah. So it took years for people even to trust me to cut their hair because they're like, nah, you young. like. So they started off by letting me just cut their kids. I ain't cut no adult, maybe like first two years. From the door, you was pretty much in a barbershop after like your second cut or whatever? Nah, I was in a barbershop since 83. So about a year it took you and then yeah, barbershop. Yeah, I, I was cutting kids in the building. Cutting hair is, is definitely a, a confidence. Either you have or you don't. Like I said, I had nobody to build off, so I just learned it from the old cats. There was no other young guy cutting hair. So when Kev came, Kev was like two, three years older than me. How old you back then? I was like 21, so he had to be like 23. Yeah, I was 23. Kev's not really good with math, so <gasps> that's why I'm here. We got we had a Oh, come on, bro. Don't worry, Kev. I, I'll Listen, edit that out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was 57 for the past two years, bro. Kev is the original Zeke from Power. <laughs> all the dumb faces. <laughs> After prison, he came. And then the guy was like, yo, you're the only young guy cutting hair. How you feel about working with somebody else? I said, why not? And from that day, we've been working together ever since. So 
You could say from 87, 88. That's like 34 years right now we at. When you see your first pair of Clippers, was it love at first sight? I was on the fence with it in the beginning because when I was in jail, like they ask you, like when you're in reception, they ask you, what do you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Did you want to do electrical? Do you want to do plumbing? You know what I'm saying? They want to, you know, give you a skill. Yeah. So they had barbering and I said, you know what? I had a stepbrother. He was way younger than me and he was cutting hair. He was nice. So I said, you know what? It just stuck in my head. I said, Barbara, you know, it wasn't like a passion or some shit that I wanted to do. I was just like, you know what? Barbara. What was it about your cousin? Was your cousin just one of those dudes that was just stop? Cause you're right too, a dude who's a barber, he always looked fly. Even on his worst day, his hair is dope. No, but he was, so, you know, but he was younger than me, but he was a fly young dude. And like I said, it just, it just hit me. I was just like Barbara, you know, but I watched it, you know, I watched him cut. I watched, you know, in the barbershop, going to the barbershop, I watch it cut, cause I can just look at something and then I could get it. So I said, Barbara, and they sent me to barber school. It was actually barber cosmetology. When I went and when I got in the class, that's when I became like really interested. I was like, nah, I'm gonna learn this. Cause the instructor was like, if you want to get your license, I can get you your license. It's gonna take six months, I can get it for you. He said, nobody have gotten their license out of here, but if you want it, I give it to you. I stuck to it and I got it. I'm the only one to, like, since that program was in that jail to get my license. It became my love. Were you eager to learn about the art or was it just about I can profit off of this? No, I wasn't even thinking about profiting at that point. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about learning it and learn everything that I can learn from it. You know, the theory, the application, and learn, learn it all. I wanted to know it, know it. And I still know the theory. I could go into right. a salon and do hair. When it comes to hair, there's nothing that I can't do when it comes to hair because I, I, I was taught it. I just don't do it, but I know it. What's the jab of doing a haircut? You know when they say in boxing, you got a jab, you could be a Hall of Famer from a jab. That's, that's the punch that you really need to learn and then everything else, you can start being cute after that. The jab, I think in barbering is the shape up. The shape okay. up is one of the most important parts you like, forget everything else. Like, you better know how to line it. You gotta yeah. know how to line somebody else. Yeah. It makes the cipher complete. What's your favorite style of haircut? What do y'all like to do the most? Phase. Phase International. That goes for both of y'all, you two, Big Kev? Yeah. We uh, say Phase International because anywhere in the world, the fade is, is amazing. I don't care what country, I don't care what island, I don't care what neighborhood, the phase is very important. Fade is very important. You better know how to, how to fade. I don't care what else that you know how to do with a hair, but you better know how to blend that hair. There you blend go. that fade. Anybody can is get that it. the hardest thing to do? Ray Charles can give you a boy head. Yeah, it's one of the hardest things to do because, you know what I'm saying, just, it's a, it's a technique. Everybody can't get it right. Everybody can't blend good, really good. You know, whether it's a taper or it's a full fade, you know, or it's a, a, a undercut. Everybody can't fade really good. You know, some people leave a line in it, you know. <gasps> some people are suddenly even going around. Get that line out. Yeah, that's what we used to say. We used to yell that out in the shop, get that line out. How long did it take y'all to master? It didn't take me long. It just, it, it took me like maybe a couple of haircuts. 10,000 know, hours. It took me a couple of haircuts. Cause like I said, I was, I was already visual with it, you know? So I watched and I, you know, was watching, like I said, my stepbrother was cutting hair and I was watching everything he was doing and watching him change the blades and everything like that. 
asking them questions, you know. Not that I wanted to do it, I was just asking, mm. you know, because I was curious about it. Because mm. he was just nice. Terrence was nice. Mm. I know that. Mm. You know, at a young age, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was nice at like 15 cutting hair. Is there any haircut y'all don't like to do? No. Dirty hair. Dirty hair. Yeah. Dusty Scout. Yeah, nah, we don't. You that's... start picking somebody's head and, and skin start popping out. Yeah, that's that's, that's a dog. I heard Tim Dog's answer on this question. I wanted to ask you this, Big Kev. Did you have a mentor? And if so, what was he like as a teacher? That's me, Tim Dog. <laughs> oh, so Tim, yeah, you yeah, was Big Kev's mentor. To me. Yeah. No, Back no. to me. Oh, okay. That's not. Okay. You, you, you gonna ask? You gonna, you gonna ask me all the questions? <laughs> Kev's here too. So that, okay. Well, right. so no, my, my bad. My mentor was the person that taught me, you know, barber cosmetology. But he wasn't like okay. my mentor because you know that I was Jill, you know. All right. But he taught me the skills that I use now. He taught me everything that I needed to know to pursue my career. He was a, he was okay. a white guy. But he taught me barber cosmetology. He taught me how to cut straight hair. He taught me different techniques on cutting straight hair. You know, like say a black barber just might not know. They'll, they'll know how to cut some hair, but it's like a lot of black barbers aren't really good with straight hair. You gotta go to the Spanish guys, or you gotta go to a white guy to really cut straight hair well. Like you could have left him and went to a salon. Exactly, and I said that. I can go into a salon now and do hair. Straight like that. What was the biggest lesson you learned from it? Professional ethics, how to deal with clientele. Tim Dog, have you ever mentored anyone? Yeah, of course. Besides you, besides you claiming big cat. I don't think I didn't learn from this guy. I learned from this guy and I hope he learned from me. That's what we do from each other. Working with, with, with some people, you take the best part of them and, and use it for yourself. Implement it in what you do. Whether it's yes, a technique, whether it's how they dealt with a client, you, you take some of that. How many years have y'all been cutting? This is my 39th year, April 3rd. Next year will be 40. Yeah, long time. Big Kev? Same. So what would y'all consider the best era of cutting? Because I know there's errors in this thing, no? There's definitely errors. There's definitely errors. 80s, 90s. 80s, 90s, why, and why so? The grind. Was it more profitable? Hell no, but the the grind in nah, the yeah. grind in itself. It wasn't as profitable as it is now, but the grind itself. The grind itself was what it was. We were handing out business cards while we were roller skating. Back then, we we were able to learn about each other. Yeah. Mm. So you enjoyed the work. Yeah, putting it in the work. Yeah, we definitely enjoyed putting it in the work. We enjoyed putting it in the work. We enjoyed marketing ourselves. Yeah. There wasn't a a, a, a class to teach you how to market yourself. You just sat in the barbershop and waited for people to come. We went out there and got the clientele. You That's know? what made y'all successful, huh? Exactly. I remember telling Tim, yo, we got to do business cards. And then we did business cards and we were putting them everywhere. I seen barbers on TikTok have to clean some clocks from time to time. Can being a barber be as dangerous as rapping nowadays? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. You gotta understand, in our era, we made barbering cool. Like sometimes talking about it, it sound like something that I was doped up and I just created a story. But being a barber in that era where it was no competition, that's us. 
We didn't have to look over our shoulder. We had with the drug dealers, because you yeah, think about it, even the hustlers, it was only a handful of these guys who were really making money. And they was like the top dogs. Right. Everybody else was working for the top dog. You understand? Those niggas, we was making way more money than them. Them niggas were, those niggas were foot soldiers. We had cars. That's a fact. Mm. Nice cars. Very nice cars. <laughs> nice cars. They thought we were soldiers. And we would fly. We was wearing shit that their bosses was wearing. Oh, yeah. like Serena, leaf greener than Gumby. Dutch with my weed, side burning in Lumby. In the country, never been in four women love me. Money grubbing chicken, licking tricking, make you live it. Ooh, yeah, F I S H. Dope since cool tapes. This what pain makes. <laughs> Jake's killing niggas like blacks on wholesale. Bombs in the mail, pin a donkey on the tail. Democrat, Democrat. Hasa getting fat. He no fly straight. Church borders, I ate. Hallelujah. U.S. Army recruiter. In the hood trying to buy a shooter. We got plenty of those to pull a bar tutor. Remove you out your childhood home. And now it's on. Buy Starbucks and it sucks. But give me my latte. Gentrification block used to be Haitian. Now it's Jason and Rob. And they tell me my job is not paying enough for this. Plus two plus acre attack of the Quaker. Ah. Is there any incidents or events of that course. made you question your profession? That made you go, oh, maybe I should be a janitor. No. Nah, never. 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 Okay, well then, were there any, give me an incident or an event that made you think yourself that you were a barber? Every day. Yeah, every day. Like, this is what we do. But, but give me a particular. Is there anything that stood out that when you went to, you couldn't go to sleep that night because there was so much adrenaline from no, what happened that the, night? The, no, the fact that we're in a position where we changed lives. Right. I've been cutting 39 years, right? Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I cut great grandfathers, grandfathers, they kids, they kids. You cut mm-hmm. generations. The longevity. It's just like how everybody prays that not only LeBron is ill, but the fact that he's in his 19th year and he's still doing it. We're in our 40th year and we're still on top of the game. We're With no doing. signs of slowing down. No signs of slowing down. I mean, Kev's juicing a little bit, but not me. My next question was going to be, oh, Kev, are you juicing? But I, I think I'm glad that you threw that listen, out. Man, listen, <laughs> I, listen, I exercise. You know okay, okay. I exercise. I mean, exercise when I was 14. You know what I'm saying? Not me. Like, I'm not gonna be, you're not gonna be kicking sand on me on the beach. I'm a professional <laughs> fat nigga, so. <laughs> I get it, I get it. We're talking about Fades International. Who met Mike first? Give me that story. I don't know, I think we met Mike at like the same time. Cause we were at the, we were at the same barbershop. And I think Mike was coming, was gonna come to that shop, but I was gonna go down to another shop to help my man start his other shop, which was down the block. You know, but he was, he was like all about, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do. Not mine. Yeah, he kind of did. But Not mine either. Yeah. I mean, I know, but I yeah. don't really know you. Yeah. We kind of like did this, you know, we kind of just crossed paths at that particular time, even though we were cool, but we became cooler when he went down to the shop and I went down to the other shop. And then it was like, it was just like love. So by the time y'all all met, y'all all was already cutting hair. Yeah, we was all cutting hair. 
Nah, I didn't know Mike was cutting hair. Mike used to walk past and peep in the window. <laughs> okay, that's a fact. He used to peep in the window and run. Remember when kids used to have punch cars and then you see an ill car to be, yo, that's my car? Yeah, yeah. Mike used to walk past and he used to, he was, I think he was more amazed, just like I was, the fact that somebody in his age bracket, like I said, we came from an era where there was no young guys cutting. Right. So Mike was working at a, uh, a barbershop where the, the owner was there and he was an older guy. So to see that- The it's shop was kind of dry. Huh? The shop was kind of dry. No, but it was, it was a small shop. It was a small shop, but it was kind of dry. It was like a closet. It was an old, old man. It was, yeah, a, it was, was an old it man. Was older, you know? So when Mike seen that, yo, these are some young guys and they getting it and I'm up and coming. Let's think of Mike is like Ja Morant. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And That's not a bad thing at all. No, nah, not not at all. Not but he had he had that energy, even though some older like guys like us, like like I said, like LeBron James, we was in the game for 19 years. So Mike is coming in like I could do what y'all do, but I'm not on the stage like y'all. So with me, I found out that he worked around the corner, and I stepped to him. And I'm like, yo, I think you should come here. And he's like, nah, nah. And then be like, I was cutting his brother. I wasn't cutting your brother back then, right? His brother wouldn't even let him cut it. Mike, he couldn't even cut the grass, <laughs> but he always had that belief. So when I, I said, yo, come come try it out, he came and it was it was on from that day. And I did say that too, it takes confidence, huh? It, like everything. Yeah, it definitely takes confidence. Come on, look at Ben Simmons. Everything is take confidence. Yeah, you're right. How about Chris 360? How did he come into the loop? Oh, um, Mike brought Chris on. I think Chris was away. He was in prison. He was in a different prison. <laughs> he was in a different prison. <laughs> he was in the French County Jail. Yes, <laughs> yes. University of Elmira. Oh, no. So Mike used to talk talk to Chris. Chris used to call the barbershop. Mike used to talk to yo, my man, he be home soon. You know, he cut hair. And it, to me, it was like deja vu. Because when I met Kev, his girl said the same shit. Yo, my man, my man is in prison. He be home soon. So when Mike said it, I was like, damn, another nigga? I thought we would fucking develop a work release program. <laughs> but when he came home, and I seen that the bond day they had, and then me and Kev shared that same bond. It might sound like I'm doped up and I'm just making up shit. We all going on on 30 years knowing each other 40 years working with each other and all that but we never had disagreements and we never had arguments and none of that shit and we still here and that's that's to me that's the most important part loyalty is key tim yes, i remember seeing you on mtv the shop do i got that right and tim the manager that doesn't really manage yeah that, that, that was part of my work release program yes that was me yeah was this before or after Fades International? After Fades. I was a fan. What happened to the show? The Fades, you know what I'm saying? What's that about? Hold on, hold on. We need help wanted. Why don't you, what you, what you, you help what? yourself? Yo, so anybody, in a, don't worry about anybody getting fired. So what, you gonna finally quit now? Yeah, I'm gonna hire your mother. <laughs> Politics, bullshit, nigga racist. Okay. Would you ever want to star in another series like that? Absolutely, with the right people. Yeah. You do a Fades International version of a, like a reality series with the four Tim Dog, Big Kev, 
Crizzo 360, Mike Nice the Barber. Y'all four together now in a shop. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't forget Dab or Big D, man. Yeah, you got, you can, there's other, there's other, there's other players to that, to that, Chris to that is, game. Chris, it's not your interview. All right, thank you. Ask that question to me again, this is Tim Dog. Tim Dog, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Tim Dog and Big Cam. Yes. All right. Well, Big Kev, I already heard you say you uh, with it. Yeah, uh, just get the make sure the contract yeah. is right. Talk to us. Yeah. So the money right. But Tim Dog, are you down for that? But, but a re this is a different type of reboot. I think I think this is a greater story. What channel do y'all see that on? Um, Bravo. Yeah. VH1. Mm -hmm. How about Vice? You know they got a lot of weed oh, smoking on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Vice. I mean, Chris are like that. Yo, Kev. Yo. When Mike bought the idea. A phase of the national on one three four guy our board. What was your first reaction? I didn't care where it was. I'm going with my team. You know what I'm So wherever they was going, I don't I, we could have been at the footsteps of the Brooklyn Bridge. I didn't care where it was. Not you know me. I was going. And the time it was right, you know, when he did it because we were still going, but remember June shot burnt down. I wasn't there, so No, you wasn't there. What I'm saying. That shit should have we was at a, I was at a barbershop down the block, but a store next door caught fire. The shop was named Untouchable. The whole shit caught fire. Everything caught fire. I guess it wasn't Untouchable. Yeah, I guess we were Untouchable. <laughs> that caught fire, and he was like almost in completion of the shop in like a week or some shit like that. So it was like, it was a no-brainer anyway, because I was going to go anyway. Crazy shit was, because I was telling June, you know, that I was going to go. And then, you know, he was kind of upset because I was like the star player. You know what I'm saying? It's like the star player leaving your team. I was going with all the clientele. I was the face. Talk you know that talk, I got to say, Kev, why are you still bragging, yo? Why you bragging, guy? It was what it was. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's that why I came talk. down there, you know what I'm saying, to kick it off. And I'm yeah. going to say what it was. I was the face of the place and I was leaving. Uh oh, he got a he kicking so bars now. He was the face of the place. People thought Write that, that down. Me and him had beef, and I burnt the place down. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They thought that I burnt the place down because they know going in the background a little bit how crazy I could get. They he was a hot boy. Yeah, right. They thought that I could. <laughs> I, I did it, but I didn't do it. No, matter of fact, he thought. No, he thought I did it. You know why? Because when Mike left him, he said, "I right, tell Tim and them niggas is on." Then Chris left. Oh, you remember that shit? Yeah. yeah. And then Chris left him. He said, what? And then Kev is the third nigga to leave his shop and come work with me? No, no, oh, no. Oh, man. No. I was a, I was a, I was a marked man right then. Well, when did y'all know it was right? When did y'all go, we made the right decision? When soon as we walked in there, from the door. From not, the door. Not, not at first. Not with me. This for is me, Tim Dog. Okay. Yeah. For me, it was all love because I like, I didn't care. First, I thought I was getting set up because the barbershop before us got shot shot up. <laughs> the shop that was there before us. It was a shop there before us. He went to Did open up. Did you know up. it got shot up? Yeah, yeah, before yeah. You got, yeah, you not, yeah. He tried to open up on that block. Right. And they shut his shit down. They, they shot, shot this shit, shit the fuck up. So Mike said, yo, I'm going to go on that same thing. I said, yo, you we, we ready to die? Biggie came out that record ready to die around that same time. So I'm like, nah, Mike, yo, what are we but doing? That, that was my hood. That's, that, that was my hood right there. It wasn't my it? hood. That was my hood. So I knew it was going to be all love when I got there. So I didn't They didn't love all. us at first. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm for the streets. So it wouldn't have mattered. Like, okay, so they that's didn't what we're going to deal with. All right, that's what we're going to deal with then. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I'm, so, I'm so, Yerp. You said they didn't love you at first. What you mean by that? Give me an example. What does that mean? We were the new kids on the block. They didn't like us. 
Then so I, what? They threw a brick through a window? Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. not no, absolutely not. Not, 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 not. That was. They just didn't like us. Did they, they write a friendly letter? No, you know why? <laughs> because no, it was a barbershop on our block already. Right. Called Frank's. So they was getting all the love. They was getting all the love. Butter cutters. Butter cutters. Butter cutters. Oh. Just like a drug dealer, we moving on a nigga's block. Right. So they be like, oh, nah, y'all can't move on this block. And niggas be like, yo, y'all not gonna last here. But it now. Oh, there was that. Oh, the yeah. community was saying that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't think it was gonna last there. We came in with a whole different type of shit. Oh, Did y'all get threats? Absolutely not. Nah, we got threats. Okay, okay. But you know, you know what happened? Three weeks later. The whole block is, is in front of our shop. Maybe Every so. fucking day. The whole block was in front of our shit. Every day. Them fly niggas. They hoes, they bitches, <laughs> they baby niggas. mama. Them fly niggas. Yeah. They was in oh, trouble. I remember. They was Them in trouble. Them dollar vans took 10 minutes to get around that goddamn yeah. block when y'all was on yeah. there, I tell you that much. People start pulling up and double parking. Yeah. When the baby mamas and the girlfriends start wanting to come by and come in and all of that. People say, oh, so, why you got to take my son there to get the haircut? <laughs> so they basically knew, like, you know what? This is not the same shit. Y'all can't shoot this one up because no. this nah. one's getting nah. love from the community. Nah. There you go. Nah. Absolutely. Can't beat them, join them. Once cut. they seen that white awning, still today, how many people got white awning? We were the first. Mm. Mike was like Soldier Boy. Yeah, he, was like Soldier Boy. <laughs> he started that shit. The first day we opened up. You can take it OJ was doing the chase on TV. That said, he was on the highway. So we like, yo, we watching history right now. The whole time he was, he was on the highway, we were like, yo, OJ, don't stop that car. They're going to kill you. And at the same time, y'all getting money, putting it back into the neighborhood, too. That's deep. Who had the best phase out of all four of y'all? Me? You said the best phase? I think we, say that's the that's the whole thing. Just like asking we Gladys Knight. Just like asking play. Gladys Knight who the, who the best hit. Like we, mm. we we Voltron, we all it's, it's still shopping still. We motivate each other, and that what made it fun. And we open seven days a week, so that's for he's not my boys. He's like my brother. How about the best designs? We all do design. Only I do design. Tim is better than with design. Tim is better with designs than everybody. See, I don't want to brag. See, that's that that what Kev do. I would brag. I don't want to brag. I'm gonna brag for you. I don't want to brag. It ain't even a brag thing. It's almost like how you say you have like the five deadly venoms. Everybody play their part. Everybody got something that you know. We were like the original Wu Tang. Okay. No doubt. At the barbershop. Mike is Mike. Be method man, but I'm ODB. I can hold my own. <laughs> okay. okay. Like your album is coming out. I know there that damn much. <laughs> there you go. Who had the quickest cut? I did. Ken. Yeah. Seven minute fade. Seven minute fade. Seven minute fade. Seven minute fade. I had the quickest cut. That's why we was always working. Right. Mike. Mm. Mike said it today. The difference, like we were getting people in and out. Like it was no lingering. You no don't wait. You don't wait too around. long in there. We had we had a okay. code called CB. That means clear the bench. Clear the bench. So when it get starting to get crowded, we be like, all right, CB. Turn that turbo on. Turn that go. turbo on. That means mm. we're gonna have our best clippers, and we're gonna just go through it. We're gonna cut the hair. You grow it, we mow it. Is there anyone you ever cut that made you nervous, and why? Hustlers. Yeah. Drug dealers. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. Cause they strapped. Sometimes they, they, they like to be pointed towards the door because you we, know. We've cut some of, the, some of the biggest drug dealers out. Out, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And those guys are sitting in the chair. Once they get in the chair and you put that cape around them, trust me, that thing was sitting in their lap. I believe in your beef is not my beef. Right, and you you wasn't scared because, you know, you might fuck they shit up. You were scared because you didn't know what, who might come in the door for that. We watched The Godfather. You could be a part of their karma. There you right. go. Exactly. When's the last time you gave a bad haircut? Oh, I gave you fucked up here a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Kevin cut this guy points shit. off. That shit was I funny. I always talk shit. about this shit. Is it recent? No. Nah, 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 nah. Years ago. This was like before in that. 88, 89. No, before that. It was like 80, it was like 87. The last time I gave a bad haircut was in 87? I only had one. No, he had, he had, <laughs> no, he, no, he learned, he, had, he learned from that, that haircut. Yeah, I only had one. Yo, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. It was definitely terrible. Yo, he, he looked, yo, he looked like a thumb. <laughs> it, it was definitely terrible. Yo, he fucked his shit up. But I was listening to a mother, a drunk motherfucker telling me what the fuck he want. And okay, I kept saying, gotcha. are you sure? Yo, Are you sure? he kept saying, wow. give Yo, me that a shit round was so front. funny. Give me a round front. And I was like, Are you sure? And I kept marking his head. You want round like this? He was like, Yeah, I want, <laughs> I want my points round. I want my points round. And I'm like, All right, cool. Are you sure? You know what I'm saying? I did the fade and everything. He was like, Yo, I'll just round my points up. I know what I want. And I'm like, All right, cool. You remember Dr. Dre picture in the beginning with the round front? I put the points all the way off. You know how women, like, they get their hair cut when they get, like, a, a season or something like that, and they get the whole round front? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, nigga. Yeah. I spun that nigga to the mirror. He was like, yo, what the fuck did you do? That's oh, <laughs> your cut a parent would give their kids when they find them playing with matches. Exactly. I took the hair down, gave the nigga high and tight, and he was all right with that, and he sent them on to Can I hear what a great day in Fades International looks like? Every is day. there like like is there more Coke Forty Five than Billy Dean's dressing room? Describe it to me. After eight o'clock, it was a bunch of Hennessy. Annie up, <laughs> Annie up. Okay. After eight o'clock, Annie up, Hanny up. It was a bunch of fucking Hennessy going on, and a bunch of bitches. And a bunch of bitches. It was, it was Who's the ladies' the man? Who's the ladies' man out the four? Kev. I, Kev? Was, I ain't gonna hold you. Kev got more drama and baby mamas. <laughs> My pull-out skill was fucking immaculate. Kev, you not both, sir. Oh, yeah. I seen you at the meeting. Yeah, Kev, he fall asleep I'm in it. Yeah. What do y'all think kept y'all together? Was it loyalty before royalty? What? God. It was everything. God, loyalty was everything. Love, God. Love. It was everything, man. God put us together. Camaraderie was everything, man. God put like, us together and kept us together. I had my best, best at some of my most funnest moments with these guys, man, in life. I had some of the hardest laughs that I would ever have with these guys. Cause yeah, Mike man. thinks that man, Mike think everything is funny. <laughs> Tim is a straight jokester, so you know. Yeah, he's the funniest. No, Mike is funny. Mike is funny, like. But he don't want to be funny, but he is funny. Yeah, no, he don't want to be funny, he's just funny. Mike is funny, but then you say some shit and make it extra fucking funny. Did y'all see Fades International coming to an end, or did it just come out of nowhere? No, it, it, didn't, it didn't come out of nowhere. It's just that you grow. You grow and then you, you, you start to move in, in, on a different path. That's just life, you know what I'm saying? We were still friends. Did the ending of the business of Fades International Heighten the friendship, or did it start y'all looking at each other just a little sideways? No, I mean, you know, like when Tim left, I was kind of salty, but not salty like I was mad at him because I understood. 
know oh, Tim was the first to leave. He Tim, was Dr. Tim, Dre. Tim was the first to leave. Yeah. Michael Jack. You know what actually happened? I went back to prison. You went back to prison. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He forgot something. Yeah, I forgot something. Let me go get back and get something. You know what I'm well, there is great food in France, yeah, so I get they're, they're it. There definitely, <laughs> I eat great food in France. It's just coming back, you know, saying like he was gonna make a move, and you know, it just the way the way things kind of went, and I was, you know, like I just I wasn't salty. I was never, you know, I can't be mad at this guy, but so fucking long. I might be disappointed, but never like really mad. You know what I'm saying? Because this is my guy. Like I love this dude. Like forever, ever, Amen. Like people understand the love I have for this man. You know, like you really don't understand the love and, and like the loyalty that I have to the, for this guy. You know, you move in, in, in different paths, and it's okay. At the end of the day, we met again. Not that we was apart, but we got together again, working together again. We went and did something. I went and did something. My situation didn't work out. I went over to him, and it was like we never left. It sounds from the outside point of view, it sounds like you respected his personal decision. No, I did. Yes, I sir. did, but growing, like, even when Mike opened up Faith, right, there's not a lot of people who were doing what he did. Mm -mm. Like, when I said, when I started, I was the youngest barber. Not at that age. I think Mike had to be, like, the youngest owner. Yeah. So, with, with that comes trial and tribulations, like, in, like anything else. But... Sometimes being a good guy, people will always try to take advantage. And then me being in the shop and I see people taking advantage. After a while, especially somebody that you respect and somebody you love and you see that people taking advantage. After a while, you can't you can't just look at it. You gotta be vocal about it. It got to a point where people in the neighborhood like hated me. Like, oh, he got like this in his shop and you know, Tim, you're not the owner here. Thank you, and I used to hear that all the time. But in hindsight, in my life, being, me being 55 years old, right? And living life, I, it's not a lot of things I regret. But one thing I do regret is not sitting down. Even when it was time for me to bust a move, me sitting down and talking to Mike and making sure that, not necessarily his blessing, but if I had a chance to do it all over again, I'd rather do something with him than a lot of other people. And like I said, communication and a lot of stuff, it should have took place, but it didn't place. And if I think I, if I had that conversation or we both had that conversation, I think that we'll still be working with something today because of who he is and how he is. That would have been like a dream come true. But me, being at the age that I was at, and in the situation I was at, when the opportunities came, I just tried to make the best of it because there was a lot of great things that he was doing. So I was taking pages from his book to to do my own, and I did it for 18 years. Had had the shop for 18 years, but then, just like his situation in 2000, when that came to an end, in 2014, mine came to an end. You understand that communication is key. Absolutely. What kept the respect and love there? God. Because nothing was ever done disrespectfully. It's just like you could talk about 99 things, but the one thing you don't talk about is the thing that needed to be talked about. Because that other 99 things might be bullshit. Might be talking about bitches, might be talking about cars, might be talking about that. 
But the one thing we didn't talk about whatever was business. We never say, yo, it'd be dope if we did this together. We never had that conversation. But we talked so, about so what, 99 other shit. Yeah. But that it one probably thing- probably would've been great as a collective. Absolutely. I think you know I'm saying? With everybody's ideas, we probably would've been like super dope as a collective. Even but, with me know. and Kev, like I said, since what? 87, 88? We never ever said that, yo, you know what'd be dope if we opened up a shop together. We be cool working with each other, but we never had that conversation. Right. But we talked about 99 other things. But we never like, yo, you know what would be dope? If I had this chair and you had that chair, and then we go, we never had that conversation. And unfortunately, me and Mike never had that conversation either. What do you take most from the Faith International era? Everything. Pinpoint me like that one thing that you, you find yourself thinking about that you add on to your day now. Is it patience? Is it, you know what? Now I know to speak my mind right then and there. Don't let things linger. What is the core value you find from that ever? Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's hard to say because you know, like your values are always what they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you live and you learn. You came in with certain values. You just learned people. Now you know how to deal with people. Because the same people that we dealt with as far as the community, we don't deal with those, those those type of people now. Only when they come to the shop, we dealt with those type of people hanging in front of the shop. You couldn't be like, yo, get the fuck from in front of the shop. And I said that. He said, when you move and you move to different areas, you're dealing with different people. So, you know, like your diplomacy is just. But a lot of guys used to hang out in front. I just yeah. tell them, yo, I need to be in school. I need to be in school. He did say that. And then years later, and I see them, they're like, yo, we should have listened. Too late now. No being in the barbershop, that's the kind of energy we was bringing. We made all the positive things fun. Right. Like I said, we opened seven days a week. So we didn't really, we didn't have no days off. Is there anyone you mentored that is still cutting to this day? Like, is, is there anyone you're proud of that you like, here's my bundle of joy. I got it right with this one. No, there's a, it's a lot of that. Even from Rooney's, maybe like 10 people that used to work with me, open up their own shop and it's still, it's still yeah. rolling. Yeah. Stuff like that makes me feel good. Can I say something, man, real quick, Andy? All right, just Chris. Chris 360, go yeah. ahead, brother. Yo, Edit his out. When it comes to bar, I am a shell of like all three of these guys. I'm a part of all three of them. They should all feel proud, like the shit I accomplished because I wouldn't be this barber if I wasn't for them. I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for these three guys right here. Now, can I get from each of y'all Let's say there's a TV series. Who do y'all see playing yourselves? Let me get one actor. Me? Yeah, who play me better than me? Say, who gonna play a young you though? Can you still can you still pull up? I'm gonna get still pull a 13 year old? No, I'm 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 gonna get some Kanye boots and I'm gonna play Kev. Who playing you, Kev? I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to use my son to play me. I'm gonna have son Devin to play me. Oh, okay, see, the, all those baby mamas worked out for a reason. That's a whole fact. Mike, who you got playing you? His son. Too little, man. Six. <laughs> you ain't cussing, you were six. Crizzle, who you got? The wrench tape. Oh, <laughs> right out the window. Old, yeah. What was Fades International AD? What was it like after when y'all left? Can I get that? Well, they killed us in the in the hair contest. I was on Gilligan's Island by myself. <laughs> it was a hair cutting show. It All was right. a contest. It was a contest, but it was it was a showcase contest type. Show. And my barbershop entered, and they barbershop entered. Right. 
Hold on, Faith International was in it, and then who was your barbershop, Tim? Mr. Rooney's. The only time there was a rivalry between us was was at that show. You got Tim Dog on Mr. Rooney's uh-huh. versus Faith International, which has Big Kev, it's Mike Nice the Barber, it's Chris 360, Dad, and Dre. Exactly. Versus Mr. Rooney's. And who do you have, Tim Dog? I had Carbeer, I had Teddy and I had Bob. I had a guy named Big D. After that night, Big D left and went to Mike's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, wow. facts. the choreographer for our, our routines was Crizzo. Crizzo picked the music. He picked the music and he picked how he was gonna come out. He did all of that. Oh, my, my choreographer, when I had the girls dancing with the plaques, yeah, that had, was dope too. Yeah, no, it that was, was dope, dope too. But, and mm. they came out to Buster Rhymes, yeah. put both hands with your eye can see. Video setup type shit going It was on. Buster Rhymes put both hands with your eye can see before they hit hit the radio station. They came out with so plaques. it was brand new. They had plaques in their hands. They came up with plaques. You know how the boxes? Yeah, you know how the boxes the between between the rounds and round two? I had girls doing that. But, but Mike and them, the they, they the Rooney Platinum plaques. Like Tim had my, he was like tough with dancing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so if you don't want them to be in your video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had a whole video shoot going on. Mike and them, they used the cheat code. They hired, they hired a professional. <laughs> Yo, they had some jerseys custom. Nobody had the same jersey numbers. Mission and Ness didn't even make those shits. But at the end of the day, it was dope. It was dope. It was good to see them. I heard fuck you Tim like a million times, but I ain't catch no feeling. So it went there with it. It got, it got ugly a little. Nah, some okay. people did. They said, fuck you Tim, fuck you. Yeah, they were like, yeah. Then I, that's when I realized how thick my skin was. And then at the yeah. end of the day, for that whole shit, we all got cheated. We yeah. all got cheated. See, look at God. Robert McDaniels, they were filming it. Video Music Box was filming the whole shit. Yeah, look at God. Mm. You know, then at the end of the day. God said, if Tim don't win, nobody win. <laughs> we all got cheated. Somebody won and their whole presentation was trash. Trash. The guys who won. Was the guys who hired fucking Robert nobody McDaniels. Won. Nobody won. No. No, looking good. Looking good one. Looking good one. They won that night. They and then people had wings on. Show. They put it together. Yeah, yeah they, they put cheated. it together. They yeah, they cheated. Yeah, that's collusion right there, yeah, they, they called that. Yo, they didn't they do cheated. no hair because everybody had yeah, wigs on. All the way trash. Cause Mike, y'all cut, y'all cut people here that was in it. I cut people here right. that was in it. Right. But they didn't. They, all their people had wigs on. Right. Afro wig, Afro curly wig. Right. Y'all in the pandemic era of barbers. What was your game plan? Was y'all prepared for it? I was. I was. Because I knew it was coming. So, I saw it coming. I kept telling them, like, yo. Kev didn't know shit. I was ready. Nobody knew Nobody knew how that shit was going to be. He didn't know how it was going to be, but I knew it was going to be shut down. I was prepared to go. I, went I mean, mobile. wait, over here. I went mobile the next day. That next day, so, I was prepared. All right, let me, let me explain you how Kev is. If, if don't give a fuck was a person, that's Kev. <laughs> Kev don't give a fuck. He said, yo, Tim, you coming out? I said, Kev, people are dying. Yo, I made $400 today. Yo, you coming out tomorrow? No, Kev, people are dying. Yo, I made $850. Kev, the governor's on TV every morning. He's saying, don't come out, don't leave your house. Yo, I made $625 yesterday. I said, he don't listen. Kev was Mr. Don't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. Kev was going in your house. He was going in your house. I said, yo. Nothing gonna stop my money. Nothing was gonna stop my money. Yo, he was cutting right. between cars. 
He was cutting on the grass on the Curve. side of the highway. Whatever. Kev was, yo, he was all up. Yo, I charged an extra $100 to go to Bronx. I, I charged 350 to come to Long Island. Kev was making his fucking money, but he was fucking nuts. Thank you. No mask, no gloves. He just road dog. Fucking road dog. Road dog. Road dog. This was before the shot. You know how the ODB had a crew, this is what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, yeah. I give a fuck. Everybody was all in their house. I ain't coming outside. Man, fuck that. Motherfucker need haircuts. I'm getting that money. Okay, so y'all all in your house, all in your feelings. Yeah. Then what happened? Then what happened? They all came out. They all came out. They all came out. They seen the money I was making. I said, y'all playing yourself. You're going to get out and get some of this money. Then they start coming out. They start cutting. And that's why we never had no days off. I got an album coming out next year. It's an R&B album it's called Big Kev Sings After Dark. I'm singing the oldies but goodies. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hear the music in the background, but I'm going to be singing on top of it. It's okay. Just stay with me on that. All right? Look for the promo on my Instagram, at Big Kevin's The Man. And on one of his singles, I'm doing his ad list. But back to this barber thing. We joke a lot. We play for all seriousness. From day one, when I decided to be a barber, I made the conscious decision of betting on myself. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody who have a nine to five, but I like to be in control of my own destiny. And that's the reason why I chose being a barber because I, I felt like I was capable of making decisions and to be able to feed my family. I have a son, 35. And if you ever seen him, you know he didn't miss no meals. And me being married over 21 years, I mean, she feel like she, she struck go by having me and I thank these guys for helping me mold me into the person I am because one thing about us we keep each other in check nobody be dumbing out mm-hmm. even though Kev don't give a fuck like I said a couple minutes ago I still listen but for everybody else we keep each other you know in check and we don't let nobody wild out and nobody disrespect us because we don't disrespect nobody we're like the coolest brothers on earth. Thank you, Kev. But we definitely thank you for your time. And just make sure our interview is better than Chris and Mike. So we, oh, we, we older, we older. This your host, Ramble Indeed, and I appreciate you all for tuning in to IUA Network YouTube. This has been Ramble Young Man Ramble, Episode 10, Part 2, the Q&A of Tim Dog and Big Kev from the legendary barbershop crew, Phase International. Shot a whore and I'm hitting the booth.